Welcome back to the Maroon Weekly. It is fourth week, and as always, I am Isaac Krakoka. And I'm Ron Balasimramanian. And we are back in full capacity. The two of us were in Logan Media Arts Center, and we are so excited to be back in person hosting shows uh, and will be for the foreseeable future. So I'll get, get us started off with a very light, easy story about the coffee shops on campus, the, the student-run coffee shops. So as we know, Harper Cafe, Hallowed Grounds, Cobb, and Ex Lieb are all currently closed because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But there are plans to reopen during sixth week, according to Parker McWaters, UChicago's program manager for student retail. These plans are in place, and they have at least one of the four shops coming back in business by October 25th, and the other three operating by November 1st. Until then, students can get their caffeine fix at the Starbucks in Sae, Plain Air, and Pret in Hutchinson Commons. Another one of my favorite off-campus coffee spots that I personally love is Cafe 53 on 53rd. It's about a block north of me, a block east of me, and it has great food, it's a super relaxed space to study, and it's one of my go-to spots off campus. Yeah, they got really good sandwiches there. They have great sandwiches. I am a big fan of their Cuban. Um, and the coffee is great, it's cheap, they've got great tea selections, and a really, really cute patio in the back if you want to eat outdoors. Probably have about two weeks left where you can do that till it gets too cold. But McWater said this program is prioritizing the reopening of Ex-Leave first due to its status and as the largest and most trafficked coffee shop, but the order of reopenings will ultimately depend on which shop's equipment is deemed functional following an inspection. The coffee program is looking to hire 70 staff members across the four stores. However, it is quite competitive as Harper Cafe alone received 130 applications. So. If you want to work here, be sure to get your name in early and often. To minimize the risk of spreading COVID-19 at these establishments, employees will be required to check their symptoms at the start of every shift, wear a mask and gloves while working, and adhere to the latest CDC and FDA guidelines. Also, before I send you off with this story, about two years ago, a year and a half maybe, we made a special report about coffee shop culture on campus. I suggest you dig into our archives and listen to it. I got the chance to interview baristas from every single uh, student-run coffee shop, including Grounds of Being, and it was such a, such a cool look into the coffee shop culture and how it was so different in all of these different study spaces. So if you get a minute or about 30, listen to it. It's a lot of fun. And yeah, my personal favorite has always been Harper, but that's because I lived in South. It was so close, um, but it's... It's right next to the big reading room. I love it. I had friends that worked in Harper, so I'm not going to say I got free coffee because that could get them in trouble. <laughs> but um, it's a great spot. Make friends with baristas is my advice to you. I think they actually, like, give out free stuff, like, towards the end of the day. They do. Like because, have, yeah. yeah. Also, you didn't hear that from us. <laughs> but go at, like, 7.55 or, you know, if they close at 8, sneak in right at the end and be like, can I have a donut? And they'll be like, yes, take four. Nice. I actually had a a friend in one of my classes who interviewed for Harper, I think, because they're doing the interviews now for the for the positions that are open. Okay. And they asked some weird questions. They were like, draw a picture of what you think beauty is or something wow. like that. They really do look for a certain type of person. I flirted with the idea of throwing my hat into the um, hiring process 
for the uh, hallowed grounds, uh, the one with the pool tables. Um, I thought about it, deemed I didn't have time, but one of their interview questions, or their application questions that I found particularly fun was, create a playlist that you plan to bump during your shift, and we will see if it passes the vibe check. And I think that's very important when electing a barista in food service. Their music taste is what really, really makes the difference. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, it's important. <laughs> it's important stuff. Yeah. Anyways, coffee will be coming back soon, which I am so happy to hear. Awesome. Uh, I'll take the next story. I've got a quick one about college council rep positions that were elected. There were positions that were elected for the class of 2023 and 2025. Miriam Sills was elected as the fifth college council rep for the class of 2023 in a special election with elected council reps for the class of 2025 also being announced. Sills aims to try and use her experiences as a low-income student to improve academic and professional resources for students across the campus. And as for class of 2025 reps, we have had the following students elected. Devin Johnson, Jordan Flaherty, Ariana Okanu, Chelsea Wu, and Kate Wheely. Special congrats to Kate, because she's actually one of my residents in Breckenridge House, in I House. Go if you Kate. forgot, if you forgot, Ram is an RA. We'll throw that into every podcast. Yes. Ram is an RA. Um, but yeah, congratulations on these students. Sometimes I forget that there are first years at this school. Um, <laughs> we are both jaded fourth years. If any first-time listeners are finally checking into the podcast and are like, what are they talking about? We've been doing this since our first year. And with the pandemic, at least for me, sometimes I forget that people have to wake up at 9.30 and then go to um, Hume. Yeah. Yeah, there, I have so many residents talking about, like, uh, what was it, the, the writing seminars that we had to The do. writing seminars, <laughs> right. We were both in Greece and Rome, Yeah, right? we were. Yeah, we were in, oh, man. <clears throat> Those writing seminars were a, an awful way to spend a Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Um, I, I'm sure they were helpful to lots of people. I just didn't want to go. Those happen. We also had, like, those guest lecturers that, like, Greece and Rome students had. To oh, to. yeah. Do you remember that? I do yeah. remember that. We would all, they always had insomnia there for yeah, us. Yeah, they did. They, they yeah, always they, had the cookies. The cookies were good. They were mandatory, but it was, like, not the worst thing in the world yeah. because they always had good food. Yeah. And you could have your computer out and you could do something else. Again, you didn't hear that from us. But, <laughs> oh, man, I forgot all about those first year <laughs> quirks. Um yeah, but congratulations to those students. Definitely. I'm proud of you for exercising your uh, student liberties. So my next story is about a 5K that happened um, happened yesterday. So close friends of the late Max Solomon Lewis, in conjunction with Promontory Investment Research and the Lambda chapter of Alpha Epsilon Pi, AE Pi fraternity, organized a 5K run in his memory. The run began at the Midway Ice Rink at 1 p.m. and took runners on a lap of the Midway Plaisance, bounded on the east by South Dorchester Avenue and on the west by South Cottage Grove. There was food and a live band upon the completion of the race. And all proceeds from the run, including those from an online GoFundMe fundraiser, started in Lewis's memory in July, went towards a variety of char- charitable causes, including Hallel, Shavad, gun violence prevention organizations, and the Rivkin Center, which Lewis's family founded 25 years ago in honor of his grandmother who passed away from cancer. If you'd like to learn more about the event or would like to read about the late Max Solomon Lewis, there's information on the Chicago Maroons webpage. 
Great, thanks Isaac. And the last story we have for you guys today is the COVID update. There were 15 new cases reported in a UChicago Forward update that was sent to students with 195 close contacts being recorded. Fewer than five students are isolating off campus and 64 students have been cleared from isolation. Weekly testing for vaccinated individuals participating in the university's voluntary testing program will be this month, and students and staff can start getting tested at the Gleacher Center downtown starting October 19th, and the center will be open on Tuesday and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. for testing. The email update also mentioned that more than 91% of university employees have at this point been vaccinated. So that's good news. That's good news. That is good news. Those numbers are very encouraging. Um, I'm proud of the student body for continuing to take it seriously. Um, but yeah, stay healthy, get tested. Speaking of the Gleacher Center, um, in a completely different topic, have you ever been there? I actually haven't. No. Neither have I. Yeah. I was downtown, not last weekend, but two weekends ago with a couple of friends, and we saw this, um, the beautiful mystery of the Gleacher Center, and I was like, I wonder if I can go in. And we were across the river from it, and we didn't want to make the effort to actually make the trek over, and the likely chance that I would not be able to break into this business school in downtown Chicago <laughs> at 9 p.m. at night. But it's a fun little thought experiment. I'm yeah. wondering if my undergrad ID could get me into Gleacher Center. If anyone's done that, um, tweet at us. I mean, I think, <laughs> like, people who work for IT, like, so there are some students who work for IT, and they, like, have special access to buildings at, yeah. at, at like, different times. Right. That, yeah. I know that. Yeah. I, there was a student, I will not say his name, my first year, he was a fourth year, and he worked IT. And in South, there is a, I forget if it's the eighth or the ninth floor, but it's one floor above where all the students live. Um, so say there's eight floors, then there's a ninth floor. It was a penthouse and it never got finished. But this student had access to the penthouse um, and you could get there if you had key card access in the elevator. Because there was a button for the penthouse, but it never worked. So he was able to scan us and get us into the penthouse, and it was unfinished mm. and very, very cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. You did not hear any of this behind-the-scenes <laughs> information about coffee shops or making friends with IT students from me. I'm just saying it's a good time. So, anyways, those are all of our news stories, but let's take a minute, because I know you all want to hear about our personal lives. Let's talk about our return to campus with COVID. So... Rom, what have your classes been like? Has it been, you know, kind of pseudo-normal? Honestly, besides for the masks, it seems to me that everything is back to normal. Yeah. Like, I, like, I was around here during a week, and, like, it was literally, like, the Glow Party, the Reynolds Party. Yeah. They had all of that stuff. They had the food trucks. They had everything. The only difference is the masks. Yeah. Um, and it depends on where you went off campus for those anyways. Yeah. Like, I knew off-campus parties were being hosted during a week as well. Yeah. So um, for students, I'm happy that their a week uh, festivities were back to normal, yeah. to a certain degree at least, yeah. sans mask. But yeah. uh, for my classes at least, I mean, nobody wants to wear a mask. Right. But I, I am so used to it over the past year and a half that it's just second nature. Yeah. Phone, wallet, keys, mask. Yeah. You know, before yeah. I leave the, leave the apartment. Yeah. And being able to actually... You know, being in the same room as a lecturer is such a sigh of relief. <laughs> and it's a little 
<clears throat> it's weird. It's a little frustrating because I did find myself getting used to Zoom class where I could literally log in from my bed yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah. having the obligation of being on campus and actually seeing the architecture right. and stopping in coffee shops that are open yeah. um, and meeting up with friends to do P sets and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's so refreshing. Yeah. And I am I am so so happy to be back in the full swing of academia. Yeah. I mean classes are awesome. It's definitely nice to be in person. But it's also really nice like just walking through the quad and seeing people like tours and people. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. No. Like spike ball and all <laughs> that stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, it is tour season. So um, my friends and I would walk out of class and we would see these groups of high schoolers with the tour guide and be like uh, the university is healing again. Yeah, it's back to normal. Like I remember, I remember my tour. I remember my tour actually very, very distinctly. Mm. Yeah, um, not distinct enough for me to remember his name. But <laughs> um, I remember being enamored by this school, and I went on a tour as a sophomore in high school. Okay. Because um, we just happened to be in Chicago the summer after my sophomore year, so like June or something like that, and we were we happened to arrange a, a tour, and it was wonderful. So. I am very happy for the high school prospective students. If there happens to be any of you that listen to this podcast, maybe <laughs> there is one, perhaps two. Um, you can schedule your tour, and from what I can tell, people enjoy them. So it's good to see all the campus happenings again. Yeah, so, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right, that's all we have for you guys this week. As always, I'm Ron. And I am Isaac. Music for the Weekly is provided by Andrew Dietz, Aaron Senden, and Kenny Talbot-LaVega. Have a great fourth week, and we will see you later. Peace.